Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. As we were worshipping today, there was just such a sense of the river of God flowing. And uh, two weeks ago, I spoke on the wind of the Spirit. Today, I'm going to speak on the river of living water that's flowing across our community. And as we were worshipping, I just... For some people, there was just living water that was refreshing your thirsty soul. For others, when a river's flowing, it washes all the debris away. And I feel today, the river of God is here to fill and refresh souls, but also to wash the rubbish out of our lives, out of our thinking. Get rid of it so that we're not burdened down and clogging up the flow of the Spirit of God. Let's just reach up to heaven for a moment. Lord, I just thank you for your river. Even right now, just flowing. Lord, just flowing into every thirsty heart. Lord, that river of living water that just washes away the rubbish. Lord, that causes us to have freedom, that cleanses us. Lord, your living water is refreshing and cleanses our souls. It fills us to overflowing in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, your river brings healing. Wherever your river flows, there's life, growth, and healing. And I thank you for it. And Lord, I just pray right now for anyone with back pain or issues with their backs for your healing power. If you've got issues of pain in your back, just reach both hands up to heaven right now. And we're going to believe in Jesus' name. If you've got issues with back pain, lift up your hands to heaven. If you don't have back issues, open your eyes and find someone who has got their hands raised because I want to—I just felt the healing power of Jesus is going to touch people's backs right now. For some of you, you wake up during the night and it keeps you awake from back pain because you're okay when you're walking around, but when you lie down, it, it's painful. Others, when you start to work or you're standing up um, doing just life, you find that there's uh, pain and weaknesses. Some people here, and you've had operations and there's still pain. The Spirit of God right now, come on, lift up the name of Jesus. I believe He's healing. Wherever the river flows, there's healing. Come on, just receive it right now in Jesus' name. Just like Glenda received the other day, Lord, we release your healing power right now over people's backs in the name of Jesus. Lord, those vertebrae, Lord, those muscles, Lord, those nerves, I pray where there's, where it's locked up, some people, you, you go to bend over and it locks up. I want to believe for healing right now in the name of Jesus. For some of you, you need to just stretch it. Stretch your hands up and let your back just stretch. For some of you, you need to bend over and let the healing power of God touch you. Sometimes in the actual action, there is a healing. And some, it's right at the top of your back, right up in the back of your neck. There is such a tightness that it causes pain across your shoulders and there's someone here, you actually have pain across your heart, across your chest, and you think it's heart issues, but it's actually pain that's coming from the top of your neck and shoulders around your chest, and God wants to heal you. I see right now, heal in Jesus' name. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Oh God, I thank you right now for your healing power. River of living water, bring healing over people's backs right now. I thank you for strength and flexibility coming over people's backs, mobility in the name of Jesus. And we give you praise. Come on, let's give him a shout of praise right now. In Jesus' name. The name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Let's take our seats. God bless you. 
Oh, I love our God. There's definitely a fresh wind of the Spirit blowing. The last few weeks, I've felt it so strongly. Every time I go to worship and pray, whenever we get together, I can just feel this wind of the Spirit. And I can see also the river of God is rising. We've seen so many floods across our land, but I see the river of the Spirit of God is rising across our land, across our nation. And uh, it's interesting to note that water baptism, we sang a couple of songs about water. Water baptism is symbolizing we go down in the water, we leave the past behind and we rise up in your life. It says you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Do you know the people of Israel, for those who know their Bible history, the people of Israel coming out of slavery and control in um, Egypt, do you know what happened? They had to go through the Red Sea. They went through the waters to come out of slavery on the pathway to the promised land. But because they didn't keep their faith and trust in God's strong, they wandered for 40 years in the wilderness. Then to get into the promised land, what had to happen? They had to go through the Jordan River where God blocked the water again and they walked through on dry land. So let me tell you, to come out of darkness into blessing and promise, sometimes you've got to go through the waters of, of baptism, of the river of God, and you will enter into the fullness of what God has for our hearts and our lives. John 7.37 says, On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, remember they had no microphones back then, and he spoke to sometimes thousands of people. I don't know how they did it. Everyone either listened really uh, carefully or they just had um, amazing acoustics in that land. And it says, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. So here's the festivals happen. Jesus gets up on the steps. He stands up because normally teachers sat down to teach. They don't stand up and preach like we do. So when he stood up, it got their attention. Then he declared in a loud voice, there is a river of living water that's going to flow from within you. For those who know their Bible, uh, well, he was referring to the prophecy in Ezekiel 47. Each year on the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, a priest would pour a container of water from the top steps of the temple. So let's go back to Ezekiel 47 to what Jesus was referring to. It says in Ezekiel 47, this is in the message version. Now he brought me back to the entrance of the temple. I saw water pouring out from under the temple porch in the, to the east. The temple faced uh, east. The water poured from the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then took me out through the north gate and led me around the outside to the gate complex on the east. The water was gushing from under the south front of the temple. He walked to the east with a measuring rod and measured about 500 meters. It says 1,500 feet or it was a certain number of cubits. So it's approximately 500 meters. Leading me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another 500 meters, leading me through water that was knee deep. He measured it off another 500 metres, leading me through water waist deep. He measured off another 500 metres. By now it was a river over my head, water to swim in, water no one could possibly walk through. He said, Son of man, 
Have you had a good look? I love the way the Spirit of God talks to us. Did I get your attention? God sometimes needs to get our attention. He was looking and seeing. Then he took me back to the riverbank. While sitting on the bank, I noticed a lot of trees on both sides of the river. He told me, this water flows east, descends to the Arabah, and then into the sea, the sea of stagnant waters, or the Dead Sea. Where it empties into these waters, the sea will become fresh. Wherever the river flows, life will flourish. Great schools of fish, because the river is turning the salt sea into fresh water. Where the water flows, life abounds. Fishermen will stand shoulder to shoulder along the shore from Engedi all the way north to Eneglium, casting the nets. The sea will teem with fish of all kinds, like the fish of the great Mediterranean. The swamps and marshes won't become fresh. They'll stay salty. But the river itself on both banks will grow fruit trees of all kinds. Their leaves won't wither. The fruit won't fail. Every month they'll bear fresh fruit because the river from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will be food and their leaves for healing. Oh, mate, I love this picture. Wherever the river of God flows, and the Holy Spirit is referred to as a river of living water. Out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Not a stagnant trickle of stale, messy water. No, rivers of life. And the Holy Spirit is referred to as a river. And wherever the river flows, there is life, there is blessing, there is fruit, and there is healing. And let me tell you, the river's flowing, so more and more people are getting healed across our church and across our community and across our nation because the tide, the river is rising and there's greater fruitfulness. When the river's flowing, you get in a river and swim and it just takes you. I remember we went to Fraser Island years ago and there's a creek there that you jump in up on the sand dunes and you just have to lie in it and it takes you all the way down those beautiful, clear crystal water it takes you right down to the ocean it's so much fun you then run up the stairs again and you do it again and you see all these uh, kids and tourists just doing it over and over it's you just lie in it and it just takes you down you don't have to do anything you just get in the flow all you got to do is stay in the river Sometimes we're striving and struggling in our Christian walk and think if I just had more faith, if I just uh, prayed more, if I just did more good deeds. And so we've got a whole works mentality about our Christian walk. Yes, we have to be focused. But the main thing, stay in the river of God's blessing and a whole lot of striving comes off your life. And I find worshipping God gets me flowing in the river really quickly. By the time I'm halfway through the first or second song, I'm in the river of God's blessing and the Holy Spirit starts to download what He's doing to me and through me. Some people, as soon as they start to pray in the Spirit, they get into that river. As soon as they start to pray and intercede for others, it's like a river of life flows. Some, as soon as you open the Word of God, you start to read and all of a sudden, there's life starts to flow because the Word of God washes over your soul. Others, when you start to move in your gifts and your calling of God on your life, you feel life just flowing. You start to reach out in mercy and compassion. If your hospitality or your uh, counseling, all of a sudden there's a river. It's like you get in the river and it's not striving. 
And I believe God wants to teach us to live in that river of flow and blessing and the Christian life becomes incredibly exciting. The enemy tries to get us out of the river. That's the battle to stay in the river because when you're in the river, there's a flow over your life. There's a fruitfulness over your life. So God's calling us to live in the river and not in the swamps. He says the swamps will stay salty. They're not going to, so don't stay in a swamp, a swamp of religion, a swamp of sin or shame. Don't stay in a swampy place because it's no life. It's smelly in swamps. All the bugs and mozzies live in the swamps. We don't want to be overwhelmed by negative stuff in the swamps. Get in the river. You'll find when there's a river flowing, the mozzies can't breed in a flowing river. You notice that? They have to be in still water, swampy water. When the river's flowing, there's no, there's no mozzies and stuff overtaking us. And I believe God's calling us to make sure we're positioned in the flow of God on your life. And you know what that looks like. And I want to encourage us, as a church, we're endeavoring to make room for the river to flow in our church services, in our ministries, in our relationships, because as the river's flowing, something amazing just flows in our lives. And I want to encourage you, there's a river flowing of God. Let's keep positioned in His presence. And sometimes we get busy and we don't make it to church and we just get disconnected from our own devotional walk. Guess what? The water gets star really quick and the swamps start to arise and you've got, you got uh, mosquitoes hassling you and you're, you're getting distracted and annoyed by little things. But when you're in the river flowing, you don't notice all those other things. There's life flowing. Revelation 22.1 says, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life. As clear as crystal, just like those creeks on Fraser Island, they are just flowing through sand. They are beautiful, clear crystal, as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. This is what the, uh, John saw at Revelation of heaven. Down the middle of the great street of the city, on each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit yielding its fruit every month and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations exactly what Ezekiel prophesied exactly what Jesus said I'll pour out my spirit upon you it will become a river of living water coming out of your soul and I've learnt when the river of living water is flowing through you to others you get blessed and healed in the process. Sometimes I have people say, well, I just need to get my life all sorted before I start helping and serving. And yes, you need to get some cleansing and major issues dealt with. But then I find if you start to reach out and serve and pray for others, the healing starts to flow more in your life. In the actual act of giving and releasing, because when you release the water, there's room for more to come. If we don't give it out, it gets stagnant, swampy, smelly, and you're slapping mozzies all the time. You're just distracted. But when the river's flowing, I find there's just fresh things happening in your soul. 
There's just a freedom. There's a freshness overflowing your soul as we're using our gifts, as we're serving in people, as we're serving in the church, and we're ministering to others. I find God, it gives more space for God to keep flowing through us. But if you just get stagnant, you find life gets hard and smelly and you're looking for a fresh drink of living water. Jesus spoke about the living water to the Samaritan woman at the well, remember, in John chapter 4? And it's a great story, but I'll just read one verse in John 4, 14 out of the message. It says, Jesus said, everyone who drinks the water, this water will get thirsty again and again from the uh, Jacob's well. Anyone who drinks the water I give will never thirst, not ever. The water I give will be an artesian spring within gushing fountains of endless life. Wow! That's a good verse to reflect on. Does your life feel like gushing with endless fountains of life? Saying, well, that's not my world. I've got so many battles and struggles. The challenge is to stay in the river or let the spring flow and God will bring about his work of grace over our hearts. It's partnering with God. And I love that it says, this will just bubble up within you like an artesian spring. Has anyone ever been out west and you see those artesian bores coming from, and, and it just keeps flowing. You don't need a pump to even pump it up. When they drill and they hit it, all of a sudden it just comes, and it just keeps flowing like that for years and years because there's such a reservoir of water. And God wants your life to be bubbling up with living water. You say, oh, it's just such hard work. There are times, but the hard work is to stay in the river. If you stay in the river, the blessing will flow. And I believe God's teaching us how to do that more and more. So what flows out of your innermost being? That's a good question. Luke 6.45 says, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings things... Evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks whatever the heart is full of. So our key is to guard our heart and make sure it's full of his love and presence. And out of it will flow words that bless, encourage, inspire, speak the truth in love. Because I've learned if you listen to someone long enough, you'll locate where their heart is with God and with other people. Because out of the heart, the mouth speaks. We can all say the right words for a while, but sooner or later, the real you is going to come out. And I pray the real you, when you get squeezed, does lemon juice or orange juice come out? Pressure will only reveal what's inside. It doesn't make you say, oh, it's all this pressure I'm under. Let me tell you, pressure doesn't change you. It just brings out what's really on the inside of you. That's a scary thought sometimes, isn't it? But if the living water is inside, the pressure just causes it to come. It's like when you've got a hose and you turn the nozzle and put the pressure on, the water spurts further or it goes into a beautiful big spray. And so God's saying, hey, come on, let, let my, your heart be filled with my presence. The, the Passion Version says, for the overflow of what has been stored in your heart will be seen by your fruit and will be heard in your words. I want to encourage you, there's definitely a rising tide of the river of God. I've lived long enough to know now when God's Spirit stirs, there are seasons in God. And we are definitely moving into a greater season of healing, overflow, 
People are going to come to Christ easier. They're going to get filled with the Spirit easier. There's just going to be an overflow of His Spirit. It's rising. I can feel it. I can see it. I want to make sure that as a church, we're in the middle of the river. As individuals, we're in the river of God's flow for your life. Sometimes it means a bit of adjustment of focus. That's why the prophet, uh, the God spoke to the prophet and said, can you see it? You've got to choose to focus in on what the Spirit of God's doing. You can be distracted by all the negatives, all the fear, all the anxiety, all the hypocrisy that people do that are supposed to be living for Jesus. You can focus in on that and stay continually distracted and keep swatting mozzies all your life. Or you can get in the river... Let his grace carry and flow through you. And boy, life becomes incredibly exciting. And the main battle you have is to stay in the river and not get distracted and try and do it on your own. I love Acts 2.7. It says, in the last days, God says. Now, when are the last days? Obviously, we're in a period of grace and the world is getting closer to wrapping up. There's no question about that. In the last day, God said, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Wow. Prophecy is where you speak God's preferred future over yourself and others. You don't have to have an open vision. It's you just declare God's blessing over everyone. So that river's flowing. I want to make sure I'm receiving it and releasing it. For some here today, the key is just to release what God's already given you. Say, I don't know how to get in this river. Well, the best way I know is just release what he's already given you and I'll tell you there's plenty of room and he'll fill you up again and then you'll think, whoa, we're moving forward here. For some, that's the simple key to release the river of God. He's just keep giving encouraging, sharing, praying, serving, loving. As you do that, it's more room for you to get filled up and overflow. And God's presence will pour out. So what are some of the blockages that can build up to decrease the flow of water? It's like blocked pipes. Anyone ever have some blocked pipes at home? Stormwater drains? Down pipes? Hopefully not sewage pipes. Blocked pipes can cause a lot of chaos real fast. <laughs> and, and what blockages can happen in our lives? Some of them are pretty obvious. Fear can block you from the promises and the blessing of God. Unbelief. Oh God, I don't know if you could do it. You can do it for them. Their faith's strong, but I'm not sure if it'll ever happen for me. That's unbelief speaking. You're better off saying, Lord... Thank you for your blessing over Glenda and healing her. I'd love to be healed. Lord, you know I wrestle with belief sometimes, but Lord, I'm going to use what I've got and trust that you can strengthen my faith. That's, that's just taking a step of faith. Compromise and sin, sexual sin that eats away at your own soul and severely impacts others, that will block your flow of God's blessing real fast. Busyness or distractions, hurt, wounds and pain, it gets you focused on that instead of getting in the river. Do you know when you go swimming in the ocean, the salt in it helps heal your wounds. Let me tell you, when you flow in the river of God, healing will flow to the wounds of your soul, your mind, your body. There's healing in the presence of God. 
There's healing. Just being here worshiping today and sitting under the word of God and celebrating with those who are being baptized, you're getting healed and built up with faith. You'll go out with fresh hope for this week more than if you weren't here. That's positioning yourself to be in the river of God. When you get together and pray and you connect groups and, and when you do your own devotions, you are positioning yourself every day to stay in the river of blessing and overflow in our lives. That's what God's calling us to do. Shame and feelings that you're not worthy for God to flow through you. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Remember when Jesus got baptized, the Father said, you're my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. When you open your heart to Jesus, he says, you're my beloved son or daughter in whom I am well pleased. Wow, we need to hear that over our lives. And If you're in the river, you'll hear those words more often. And sometimes God knows when we need it. I remember many years ago, I was a youth pastor in a church, and we were at a state conference, and Pastor Jack Hayford, it was Pastor Jack Hayford was preaching, amazing man of God, here at the Kandari Convention Center. And I remember in the middle of his preaching, I was just writing down notes, so I love to take notes, and I looked up, for some whatever reason, up to, I don't know, I was looking up to see the fans or the lights or and all of a sudden, for about 10 seconds, I had an open vision of Father God saying, I love you, you're my son. 10 seconds and it was gone. But something clicked in my heart from that day on that I never ever strived to see if I was pleasing God after that. I had just a divine moment. And I don't know, God might have known, known that I needed to have that fresh encounter or reminder but I've never forgotten that moment that happened and my soul just was at peace and just at, in right order and I've never from that day to this doubted that God loved me and that he had a plan and purpose for my life. And God knows what you need but you've got to position yourself in his presence and in his river for God to continue to encourage us and remind us. Isaiah 58, 11 says, You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Wow. I love that. You'll be like a well-watered garden. Had plenty of rain lately. It's well-watered the gardens. And you'll be like a spring whose waters never fail. Prophet Jeremiah said, They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. I love this. Even when you're in a tough time, if the Spirit of God's flowing in you, you can still bear good fruit. And sometimes when I've felt the worst, either not felt well or just been battling stuff, pressures, and you get up and preach and the Spirit of God moves, you think, God, that's your grace. We're tempted when we're under pressure to pull back and hide. Sometimes I've learnt that's the very time to not run and hide. Sure, have a rest if you need to, but I've found if you just keep tapping into the river, there's pure water flows out of your pressure to bring life to others. And that can be the very trigger that can remind you that God still loves you and is working in and through you. He's just beautiful. His grace over our lives. So what size pipe are you? A small garden hose, a reasonable sized pipe, a fire hose, 
Or are you a river? God wants us to not think of ourselves, oh, I'm just a little, little pipe and just a trickle comes out every now and then and blesses someone. Or a pipe that's half blocked. Fire hydrant. Let's be a river. Let's just be a river where there's unlimited flow and supply. And it says the river flows from the throne of God. That speaks about relationship with our Lord, connected to Him. When I pray in that heavenly language, I find it quickly links me into the flow of the river of God. And there's life flows, there's spirit flows within me. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in other tongues, do it often because it helps. It's, to me, it's like turning the tap on more and more water flows. Spiritual water, faith, courage flows from our hearts and our lives. So how to release the anointing presence of God as we just wrap it up today. How do we release it from your spirit to refresh others? Don't just enjoy it and keep it for yourself. The danger as a Christian is to get so excited about what God's done in you that you forget to share it. And I pray our church never becomes selfish with the things of God. It says go into all the world and share the gospel. To love one another. To do that, you've got to be continually releasing blessings. Some of you have got amazing positions of influence in schools and in hospitals and and businesses and, and caring agencies. Guess what? God's put you there so you can release living water everywhere you go. In the transformations ministry, kids ministry, wherever we are, God's put us there so that he, we can be a connector. We were just singing it today about heaven break out. How's it going to break out? It's going to break out through your life and mine. It's going to break out through our churches. It's going to break out by us releasing the river from the throne of heaven to our hurting, broken community. That's how we're going to do it. That's how heaven's going to break out. It's not some magic thing. So we pray for revival and think that some mist is going to come from heaven and all of a sudden everyone's going to get saved. doesn't happen like that very often. It happens through believers who are learning to release the flow of the river of God through all that we are, by our words and actions, by our corporate worship because the presence of God comes and darkness flees. That's why it's so powerful. So how are you going to release it? Here's a couple of quick things. Number one, by faith. Connect the life of heaven to people on earth. You're a vessel of honor that God wants to live in and flow through. I see myself like a a hose or a pipe that by faith I turn on the tap and let the living water flow through me. Every time I do life, when I minister, when I'm talking with people, I, I see living water flowing through me and out of me. And Mary Lynn's got a great picture. When she first started to learn to pray for people at the altar, she'd reach up to heaven, the river of God would flow and hit her. She was still learning to flip the switch and let it out because she'd be filled up and down on the floor under the power of God. And the Holy Spirit had to show, hey, it's like those shower nozzles. You know when you can change it from the, the shower or to the bath? She had to learn to make sure the switch was in the right way so it flowed through her. And she didn't get blasted and swamped. <laughs> Blessed, full and overflowing. But God says, hey, I want it to flow through you because when it flows through you, you will get blessed even more because you are seeing other people being blessed as well. 
That's the beauty of just living out our lives in our families, as parents, in our relationships, in our workplace. You are a carrier, a connector of the river from heaven through your soul to everyone around us. That's how revival breaks loose. Because people's lives are just touched one by one and it increases. And we see more and more people wanting to follow Jesus. More and more people getting healed and restored. So as the living water flows through, it heals your heart because he's the Holy Spirit and he'll help keep you holy. Number two, by your words. Keep sowing life through your words of hope, faith and love. Thirdly, through your hands, your acts of love, through your unique personality and experiences. Some of us are incredibly different. Unique personalities. God has created you for that so that you can reach people. Don't fight it. Saying, oh, I wish I was like, I wish I was like Emma because she can sing and worship lead. I wish I was like Luke because he's an entrepreneur. And I, I wish I was like someone else. I wish I was like Tina running transformation. Hey, don't wish to be like them. Be inspired by them, but discover who you are. Be yourself because no one else is better qualified. Just be yourself. God's wired you up with a personality, with experiences, the good, bad and ugly. He's made you unique so that something of heaven can be revealed through your voice, your heart, your smile, your deeds, your prophetic flow. That's why we have a body because they need a full faceted revelation of Jesus through other people. Oh God, help us to flow with that. And... uh, Fourthly, through signs, wonders and miracles. When you let the river flow, there's supernatural increases. Mark 16, 15 says, He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel of all nations. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they'll drive out demons. They'll speak in new tongues. They'll place their hands on sick people. They will get well. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. Woo! When you're flowing in the river, there's more and more supernatural happens because the river of God carries carries heaven's stamp on it. And heaven's stamp doesn't want sickness to rule, doesn't want shame and guilt to rob from you doesn't want strife to steal from your marriages or your families. The presence of God flows. Isaiah 12, 2-4 says, Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. In that day you will say, Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done and proclaim that his name is exalted. Every day we can draw from the wells of salvation. When you pray, you're drawing from the well of salvation. When you worship and give thanks, you're drawing from the well of salvation, the living water. Worship team, come on up. Just want to finish with that uh, verse we started with in John 7, 38 in the Amplified. It says, He who believes in me, who cleaves to and trusts in and relies on me, as the scripture has said, from the innermost being shall flow continuously springs 
and rivers of living water. Let's look at that again. It doesn't have to be just when you're feeling spiritual. It can be continuously. Wow, that's awesome. The Holy Spirit within us, is a, it's like an artesian well. It just keeps flowing. The only thing that stops is when you put a cap on it and block it. Or someone throws rocks down it and blocks it. Rocks of offense. But the river of living water, it says, from the inner, his innermost being shall flow continuously springs and rivers of living water. Wow, wow, wow. That's what God's called us to be. And so with the Holy Spirit in our hearts, we can let that river flow in our hearts. Why don't we stand in his presence? Just want to encourage you that there's a river flowing. I don't know about you, but I can feel it. I can see its effects. More and more people are going to get healed. Do you know the major answer to our health crisis in our state? Yes, we need more hospitals. We need more doctors. We need more money. But if we all moved in the healing power of Jesus, our hospitals would be half empty. I'm just thinking about the numbers of people who have been healed in the last month or two in our church. I thought, mate, that saved another hospital bed. That saved another $5,000 in cost. Oh, wow, God, if we could just see your healing grace pour out in greater and greater measure. Wow. I want to lift your vision to see what God can do. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.